Welcome back to the hot seat here on UTARadio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX, and Facebook Live. I am Micah Call Cole, alongside the great Birdman and best co-host ever, Creighton Branch. Thanks. I appreciate that. You're welcome, sir. I expect that every time now. Okay. I'll try to remember that line. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Not wasting any time getting right into it, though. They've already started. Uh, well, it's looking okay for Duke right now. Uh, 14 minutes left in the game. I mean, 14 minutes left in the first half. North Carolina's up 12-6 to on the number one ranked team, Duke. Zion Williams left the game with 19-27 left in the first half, which means he was not even within a minute of play. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and assess this game as if he's going to come back. We don't know what's wrong with him. I assume he will be back. He's very sturdy. Tough. Yeah, he's he's tough. very tough. He's a very strong player, strong as we've seen in college in a long time. But my first question to you, and I'm going to use this as a segue to get to this point. You know what the ticket prices were. $2,600. Yes. That's that's minimum. Tell Let's me put it that now, way. Micah. Is this a issue on on paying college athletes? No. We talked about this earlier. I I want to know. I mean, I want you to say it here. It, I mean, is this an issue that these guys are coming to this arena to watch these players play, and they're paying twenty six hundred dollars a ticket? Some pay nine grand. Okay, or down more. For the, or, or more for In the some bottom. cases more. And these kids aren't even getting a cent of that, and they're entertaining everybody else. Is that an issue? Man. I might have to go in and say right now that I was wrong about that. I mean, $10,000 potentially for a ticket. That's ridiculous to think that they're not getting paid for that. I, that's kind of bon- that's bonkers. <laughs> seriously. I mean, what are we, I mean, it's almost borderline unfair. I mean, because these guys are going through training camp and they're going through practice every day and they're performing for 10,000 people in this in arena right now. And, they're not. They're not seeing anything. Now you can argue me in education, but come on, I get that. But most of these Man, kids that's aren't a going. Lot. That's most way of more kids, than an education. It, most of those that's guys are of, not going for education. That's typically a, a semester of education, right well, there. Thanks for breaking Just, it down. Well, I know, but that's crazy. A semester worth of of education on one night. Are you kidding me? Who? That's insane. How what? are they not getting paid? Now I, that I think about it. I know, and it's oh, it, it, it it just makes me sick sometimes because it, it's games like this that make me realize maybe I was wrong. <laughs> Thanks, I I appreciate that. So. But no, I just I just think that it's just not. It's give them something, man. Just give them something. These kids We're not asking for a lot. These kids give them are, fifty thousand, you know, hundred thousand a year. You know who gets this money is the, is the university. I mean, and and they're making money off these kids. It's like why would they not get paid? This is their job. And Zion Williamson, as much as he loves college, he's not going to college for gen- for an education. He's going because he has to, because he that's what he has to do to be in the NBA next year to make millions of dollars. That's what he has to do. So I, I just think it's completely unfair, and I just wanted to touch on that point. My next question to you is, they're winning right now, but there's a lot of game left. Does North Carolina actually have a shot to knock off this top-ranked Duke? This is, we say all the time, this is the best team we've probably ever seen in a long time. At least one of the most talented teams, if not the most talented team we've ever seen in college basketball. Do they have a shot? 
Does North Carolina? Yes. I mean, if they keep playing the way that they are right now, I mean, which is pretty. But do you think they will? Crazy basketball. I don't think that they will hold up to this. I think it'll be a lot closer than people think. But man, uh, they'll have to play like this for all forty minutes. The way that that's what we always talk about with Duke. It's like, and you saw it with. uh, That's why I bring up the Louisville. They showed that maybe they they showed like a blueprint to maybe pull it off. But can you do that for forty minutes? I don't think so. Duke will make adjustments. They're that good. And that's what I we all, I was gonna I bring up the Louisville game is when they were down twenty three points, and we always said you have to you have to come out and you have to play this Duke team forty minutes solid, and if you let up your guard even once, they're gonna find a way to get in there and exploit your weakness. They're almost they got three of the best freshmen I've ever seen in my entire life. At least on the same team. On the same no on the same team. <sighs> and not to mention their supporting cast is legit. We don't talk enough about their supporting cast between. You know, White and the kid from DeSoto, I, I apologize, don't remember his name, but oh my gosh. I mean, these guys, I mean, they're just stacked. And so do I think North Carolina has a shot? No, of course not. North Carolina, now they're playing really good. And I'm about to get into what makes that such a great rivalry, but no, I think North Carolina, they're hanging with them right now, but it's, it's, it's too hard. It's too hard to play with this Duke team for that long because They'll One wear you the down. Other, they're going to wear you down. They're kind of like Golden State in a sense. They play uh, about <laughs> that good. You think so? They're that tough to beat. They don't score that much. Ooh, they score Golden a lot. State or Duke? No, Duke. Well, yeah. No, Golden State scores a lot. I'm saying Duke. Yeah, Duke doesn't score. I'm just saying they based score on a, lot, a, tough, score a level a lot of toughness to beat, it's about the same. Hmm. Like for the, for their level of competition. Just find me somebody that can match up with Zion for, for 20 State. minutes each half. <laughs> Kevin Durant. If that. <laughs> <laughs> he's double the size of Kevin Durant. I mean, he's massive. I, I mean, today I saw a story that said he gained 100 pounds over the last two years. Yeah, that was a story that, that was that's going ins- all over ESPN. That's is that bonkers. He was like 175, 6'3 in high school, and now he's 285, 6'5. <laughs> I mean, oh it, it's gosh. incredible. And How did he gain so much weight so quickly, eating all those French fries? Marquise Bolden is the kid from DeSoto. I watched him play in high school. He was a great player. He still is a great player, but that's just kids like that. that he's getting overshadowed. What? Exactly. He'd probably be, start- mention, he'd be starting for UTA, mention, uh, I guarantee you. What? He'd be starting for UTA, I guarantee you. Not to mention you. Jones, the brother of Tyus Jones. I mean, he's just as good. He's a valuable player. We mentioned on the show a couple weeks ago. He's such a valuable player. It's just all the way around, it is hard to find anybody that can play with this team. And I don't think North Carolina can. I just, I just, Not to- I think they'll, they'll hang with them for this first half, but I don't see them hanging around after the second half. Coach K is going to find a way. He, really, and honestly, he always finds his honestly, way around. With, Co- with Coach K, is th- you could argue that this um, this team right here might be his easiest to coach because he doesn't have to do that much of a game plan for them to win. They play their B game and they lose sometimes. I mean, win sometimes. I mean, seriously. They don't <laughs> always play their A game. But when they do play their A game, it's over. It's a wrap. My next question to you, the last part of the segment, is I want to know just what makes this rivalry so special. It's one we talk about all the time. It's historic. They play twice a year. Everyone's always up for it. As you saw the ticket prices, I mean, that, that's an indication right there. It sells out. People camp. I want to know what makes this rivalry so great in your eyes. They always have some of the top talent in, in the game. In the game of yeah. college basketball, they always do. Year to year, they have two of the best coaches in college basketball. Let's be honest. Two of the greatest minds, especially Coach K. That's unarguable. I bet you I'll tell you. Where does Roy but Williams rank? Roy Williams? Oof, top 10 in the league. Okay. For sure. 
I mean, could you disagree? No, no, I just want to know where, where you thought. You, where would you put him? No, I, I agree with you. I just want to know where you put him. Yeah, top Keep 10 for sure. He's a great coach. I mean, that's why his team is always coming out and getting to the Sweet 16 or whatever year by year by year, or even further in some cases. But just being in the same state also has a little bit on it because, I mean, it's part of that triangle, NC State, Duke, North Carolina. Yeah. And you always see NC State even having big games with Duke. They'll come up and play really well against them. I mean, am I wrong? No. I, I, mean, I think the whole triangle is a big rivalry all in itself. Yeah, but it ain't like this, man. No. The NC I, State has nothing to do with this. I, I know that. I'm just saying, like, it is still a part of the triangle, though. I get They're that, always but competing it ain't, with it ain't North Carolina Duke. True. It isn't. But whenever I think of rivalries, this is the first thing I think about. These this two games? teams. These two teams. I'll tell you what makes... These two teams. To me, what makes this game so special, the series, really, is the stat that you mentioned at the first part of the, of the half. I mean, at the first part of the show how close is, it is, is every time you yes they bring in top 10 talent i mean but there's rarely do we see something in this so year too close. no no rarely do we see the teams are evenly matched most of the time one team i think as far as i can remember is better than the other you know usually you're like oh duke's got the edge or north carolina's got the edge and as you saw in this game if you looked at the line duke was favored by nine the spread was nine so <laughs> clearly they are favored but does the lines really matter? No. Well, that's what I'm getting to. Is that all goes out the window, as you saw with the points and the wins. Something about it, man. They always find a way to make this game close. It it doesn't matter. You can throw all that out the window. Top three NBA draft prospects, Austin Rivers, who else ever you want, Plumley Brothers. It doesn't matter. They're gonna find a way. These guys are gonna find a way to make it close. Now, granted. I think this game's going to end up covering the spread. I think they're going to go. I think Duke's going to win ten points by ten points at least. But most of the time, it is always close, and you see that with the stat you threw out, and that's what makes this thing so amazing. Not to mention that the students are so involved with this game. I think that's the coolest part of it all. It is one of the best parts, just seeing how the student involvement is just insane because they always go bonkers over this game. Like there's literally people camping out, as you mentioned earlier in the show, for this game. Like yeah. days before, and uh, days before, days before. No, yeah. Oh, so many days before. <laughs> I mean, they're out <laughs> there. Oh my crazy. gosh, it's There's incredible. There's such fanatics for this it, game. It is. It's unlike anything else. There's just something different about this game. Or like, these yeah, games, I've seen rivalries, games. but there's nothing like there's this. There's something there's different just, about this one. And it'll um, never change. Update. Uh, Zion Williams. The reason he left was because his shoe. He went up, and his <laughs> shoe. Uh, I guess like came unhinged or I don't know how you want to say it broke slipped up anyways he rolled his ankle and he was hobbling off the court uh I assume he'll be back but yeah, that, that's the update uh freak accident that's really weird I hope he can come back I do think that they they're plenty fine without him obviously they got still never the two hurts best to have players an extra the player out there right what never hurts to have an extra star out there or one or two or three yeah, or one or two or three I know and um, you already got three or four or five six out there well, why not have another <laughs> But okay, so let's say that Zion is a little bit worse than we think he is banged up. Do you play, do you continue to play him in this game, or you sit him? Remember his future. It's not worth if it's not worth it with his future. Okay, it's not worth it. I he'll too want much. to. Well, and yeah, if he's good enough, to, yeah, if he's good enough to go, I think he should. But if man, he's good enough, go ahead. I, mean, I don't know, especially I mean, in a game of this magnitude. Coach come K, on. I don't know if he'll it's do pride, that. It's pride, man. It's pride. This kind of game is pride. I I knowing. I mean, just you know, Coach K is you know he he tends to not do that kind of thing. He he thinks a lot about the kid's future, and especially with someone as special as Zion, 
I hope we can see him out again, but I'm not going to risk you know, his 20-plus years in the league that he's got coming That's to him. That's the one case where not I say it's it. okay to look at big picture. <laughs> I'm serious. Really? Yeah. Really? When you're thinking about a kid's career, okay, that's fine. You ever going to let that go? Nope. No, I don't not think you are. Not, think. not until they start fixing it. Last point, you got anything before we get out of here? Go Duke. Give me Duke tonight. You got Duke? By three. By three? Yep. Well, for your sake, I hope it's a good game. But I got <laughs> no, I got Duke winning by... I, I think either way it'll be a good game. Maybe they'll pull away in the last two minutes or yeah, something. I got, du- I got Duke throws, winning by but... ten. And that'll even up the that'll even up the series. They'll both have the same amount of wins, which is just <laughs> crazy. But that's all the time we have for this Bonkers. segment here on the hot seat. Uh, up next, All Star Weekend has gone, come and gone. It has come and gone, real quick. And KD has once again claimed the All Star MVP. Micah, I want to know: Does this solidify KD's spot as the best player in the world? We are going to get into that here on the hot seat. You're listening to UTARadio.com. Don't you worry, don't you worry, Welcome child. back. To the hot seat here on UTARadio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX, and as always, streaming live on Facebook Live. Check Micah Cole for the Facebook stream. My name is Creighton Branch. The man next to me is Micah Cole. What are you snapping at me for? What are you snapping at? Would you get my attention? No. Is you snapping? Yeah. Micah Cole's been very interjected today, everybody. You kind of keep... ready to get back to the bait, bro. What? You scared me there for a second. I was like, "What's going on? Put your hands There's down." There's a fire going on. <laughs> oh my gosh! Don't say that. There's not no. No, we there's are, no fire. We We're are fine. safe here at the studio of UT Radio <laughs> no, on the I campus am the of the fire. University of Texas. At no, I am the fire. Kai is the fire. We're getting right into the fire it. to the debate. All Star Weekend has come and passed, Micah. I, I for one thought it was a great All Star Weekend. Uh, Charlotte is a great city, and I, I'll tell you what, man, I was blown away by that arena. That arena is beautiful. I've never like seen the inside of it so much, but man, that was something special. And on Sunday, the All-Star game was played. Correct. And who took home the MVP? Kevin, Kevin Durant, Durant took home the MVP <laughs> with the team high of 31 points. <laughs> helping LeBron James come back from a 20-point deficit. I say helping is the key word there, so Micah... My question to you is now he has two MVPs, two finals MVPs, and two finals. As Kevin Durant, does this MVP solidify that Kevin Durant is the best player in basketball? He was before this game. I mean, does and plus, it's the all-star game. It's all offense. Let's be real. Oh, okay. but, uh, no, but let's be honest, though. He, he was the best player before this game even started. Like I already knew that. I didn't have to see a 31-point game in the all-star game to prove that. I mean, sure, it helps his case, I guess, but does it? No, one game isn't going to change my mind. He's already up the number one player in this league. LeBron's great, don't get me wrong, but he's not up to where he has been the last, you know, couple of years with Cleveland, where he was able to carry that team virtually to the finals on his own, on his own power. Maybe that's where his legs went because <laughs> he certainly carried pretty hard. But beside the point, Kevin Durant. He was the best player in this league, and you saw it in the last two years where he got finals MVPs, won championships. He certainly helped, especially in the finals particularly, carried that team. That's why he won the finals MVP, because he was clearly the best player on the floor. I mean, no, I I, I agree with you. I mean, I think that for, for me, I mean, I, I, I have 
thought for two years now that KD has been the best player in basketball over LeBron, whether you like it or not. Agree with me, I don't care. Disagree with me, I don't care. <laughs> uh, but no, I absolutely believe that he's the best player in basketball. And this just, this to me is, and I'm going to take your point here in a second. Go ahead. That this solidifies him as the best player in basketball. And you say it's just an all-star game. I get that, but come on, man. I mean, it, it's just another example of down the stretch, he is constantly oh, yeah, getting just, it done. I'm, I'm not, not done I'm yet. not questioning that. No, no, that's not, I'm not saying that you are. I'm just saying for the sake of everybody else, it doesn't matter when it, you know, in what game or whenever, whenever it's happening, you can always count on him. Correct. I mean, come on, the man Even, averages. Whether it counts or doesn't count, he's still there. Always there to make big plays when it matters. Yeah, and... To me, I, I listen. LeBron. I mean, LeBron is one of the greatest greatest players ever. I get that. That's not. But he's just not as he's just not as clutch as this Kevin Durant guy is. Kevin Durant in the playoffs is averaging twenty eight two years ago and twenty nine last year. Twenty nine points last year, dropping thirty five <laughs> constantly in the finals. I mean, come on. I mean, is that not is that not getting it done? That is getting it done. He That's always, why he won Finals MVP. He always Twice. finds a way. Yeah, I know, and he all he always finds a way, and he always you can always count on him. There's a lot of sh- players that can get it done on that Warriors team. I'm not gonna lie. Not like him. Not like him, but there is still, and they're being overshadowed because of his greatness. I don't know if they're being overshadowed. That's at least as far as getting it done, like down the stretch of games. Okay, Steph Curry has not been able to close that much. Not necessarily Steph, but Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson, I mean, he, he's, he can close he's some. A, he's a scorer. He's a scorer, but I mean, okay. He's an elite. Fine. You take Steph Curry, take Clay Thompson, take Kevin Durant. Who are you picking with the last 10 oh. seconds with the ball oh, in the no hand down by Kevin one? Durant. Oh, okay. There you go. See, that's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. To me, this just this just proves that he is the best player in basketball. I I get that it's the All-Star game, but I don't care. I just, I mean, it doesn't matter. Whenever you need him, he shows up, man. And he has now become, I think, the most hated player in basketball. Why? Because what? Why? Why? Well, one, because of the move. Two, because people can't believe that since the move, he's been the reason the Golden State Warriors are winning. He's the only he is the reason why they're so good and why they win in the playoffs. Because I think without him, they might have lost two years ago. You never know. I mean, that was a tough series. And that was really tough. I, I know, and you know, well, the, took, the, then last year you can obviously because wasn't two years ago when they the Cleveland had to like just go bonkers to win a game. Yeah, like when they had to make like twenty three three. And you saw what happened. What the, you took. saw what happened the year before that. That's they, how they good were Kevin able to, Durant they were able, was. They were able to beat them, and that's how good Kevin Durant was. And then last year, you that's know, just LeBron how James and the team wasn't there, so that's why they swept them. But man, well, yeah. it, what? Smith. Oh yeah, the J.R. Smith situation. But no, man, <laughs> gotta gotta take the shot, man. He he's just constantly is finding ways to get it done, and that's why that's why uh, back to my point. That's why everyone hates him because he finds a way to win. Man, he is a stone cold winner, unbelievable player, and whether you like it or not, you better get on board because he's not going anywhere. Well, I don't want him to. He's a great player. Why would I want to stop watching him? Yeah, no. I- he, I I won't lie to you. At first, I wasn't a big fan of the move, but ever since, it's just been beautiful basketball. Whether you like it or not, you have to admit it's beautiful basketball. Watch that team play. It's so effective. It's so like a effective flow all the way around. And I'm sorry, but LeBron James gets has nothing on this guy when it comes down to the last two three minutes. Uh-huh. Nothing. 
This dude, it's so effortless for him. So effortless for him. And you've he seen just, it constantly in the finals, too. He hasn't been the most effective player even in twenty from 2011 to now. A who? LeBron? Oh, yeah. He won finals MVP well, twice. Yeah, I know he's won finals MVPs, but he hasn't always been the most effective when it comes down to the clutch. Oh, yeah. That's true. Because, you know, Ray Allen saved him. Yeah. Dwayne Wade. <laughs> Was trying to help him the first time. Was that 2013 that Ray Allen saved him, or was that 2012? I think it was 2013. So he got saved by Ray Allen. 2014, because then the Spurs came back and avenged. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I couldn't remember which year was the one that Ray Allen Well, 2012, 13, 2013, 14. Does that help you make it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's what it was. That's always confusing. Yeah, yeah. And so, because of the plays, yeah. And, nah, he's just got nothing on him, and... I don't. I don't know what everyone has to see for them to admit that Kevin Durant is the best player in basketball. But he's there, man. He's got to be. Come on, I. The media's saying it. I don't know if they are. They're not. They're still giving LeBron James credit. No, I don't think. I don't think many people are saying that KD is the best player in the world. That's surprising. They're out of their context. And when he, if, if he moves, if he moves, and he finds. Let's say he goes to New York. Let's say he goes well, to just, New York. Just for an example. And he wins. How what are you going to say then? He's the best. What are you He's gonna, already the best. What are you going to say then? I'm just talking to everybody else. What are you going to say then? I mean, he's proven everything. He's, he's an unbelievable player. And you better get on board. That's all I got to say. What else you got? Kevin Durant's the best player in the league. <laughs> in the world. How about that? Yeah, the NBA is the best in the world. He is the best in, yeah. Yeah, he is. He's the best player in the world. I just rephrased my sentence but, because no, you're fine. I took it out of but context. time after time, he is constantly showing up, averaging. You never have to worry about him having, most of the time, worrying about him having a big game when it matters. I mean, whether it's 28 points, 29 points in the, in the finals, we're averaging, even in, you know, even a regular season play, he's averaging 25 points. I mean, and... Oh, it, making it, it look it, easy too. Yeah, that's the thing. It's just so. Effort. There's not very many people that can guard him, if anybody at all. I mean, he's just he's the most elite thing I've ever seen on the scoring side. Put, Steph's the best shooter, but Kevin Durant's the most elite scorer I've seen. Put Trevor Lawrence in there and see what happens. Trevor Lawrence plays football. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's just me saying nobody can guard him. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Might as well put him in there or put a ghost. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, <laughs> right? And so, no, to to me, I know a lot of people don't put stock in the in the in the All Star game. I get it. There's not a lot of defense play, but there's a, there there's a there's a good amount of defense play over the past two years because that's they they've they've started doing that to you know heighten the fan excitement, get people actually there, get people watching because they've had an, they've had an issue in the past where the you know the, the the ratings were down or the fan attendance wasn't there. Saturday night's always been great, but. The Sunday game sometimes has gone down, but ever since LeBron James last year um, and his, and his uh, friends decided to take it upon themselves to play better defense and play a more rounded game, going into this year too, uh, it's just been an all it's been an all around better game. You can judge off of it, I think now, and I don't care. Twenty points, regardless if it's an All Star game or not, is hard to come back. And down the stretch, he was just fire, man, hitting everything, and. You don't think he thinks that he's the best player in basketball? Why would he not think like, that? Like seriously, like what 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 makes LeBron James so much better than him right now? I I yeah, I can't I, think of anything. I I know. And if you can pull the Lakers out of this, I mean, that'd be crazy, but I don't think that makes him the best player. He's the most efficient scorer, I think that 
Well, I've ever seen. I think basketball has ever seen. It might ever be. LeBron or KD? No, KD. Okay. KD sure uh, is an easy 50% score every year. Every year. That's 50, crazy. 40, 50, 90 club every year. That means one of every two shots he takes is going to go down. That is correct. That is the math right there. Must be... That is, I mean, that's the thing. That's... Unless if a ghost can go up and start defending. <laughs> that's the... But I hope there's no way to defend that guy. My last point Literally, on the this, only way he's gonna lose a game is if he wants to lose. Oh yeah, my or last doesn't want to win. My last point of this is I I hope people start to give him the credit he deserves. I I really do because I think I get the move why everyone hates it. But come on, man, are we are we not past that yet? Are we it's not been past too that? long to be two, worried about it's it. It's been two years. You know, it's not like he's going into going the final. It's not like he's going year, into the finals and averaging ten points. He's dropping thirty five on Braun. Every timeout, he made Braun. You know, I can't wait to see the match. He taught this Braun year in the how final. to play basketball in the finals. I mean, and it's like not to hey, mention the game three for the past two years. Basketball? I mean, come on, man, give him his give him his credit. Give him his credit. He deserves it. He's got two finals MVPs, two All Stars, and two, I'm gonna make a proposition as to when the media okay, might start we'll giving giving him respect. It might take going to somewhere like New York and proving and winning a championship there to to do it. I mean, at least for other people, maybe yeah. not us two, obviously, in this room, because we already do that. But that may be what it takes. And once he wins the championship there, I expect full respect. I don't care. I have like, no hands doubt. Down. And he if, will. That if he goes there, he, will. he won't win one. He will. He will. Because he, he is that kind of guy. He's a big stage kind of guy. He can oh, get it absolutely. done. Get absolutely. Absolutely. Good job, Kevin Durant. I'm the Tom Brady protector. As you see, I got my Tom Brady shirt on. I'm also the Kevin Durant protector. I got I to gotta protect them because everyone hates on them. That's all the time we have for, for this segment. Reason. What? For whatever reason. For whatever reason, do I protect them or for whatever reason no. do I hate them? No, everybody hates him. Absolutely. And he's disrespected too, which is unbelievable. Respect <laughs> the man's game. Like him. It's over. Go Get play over, him Get over disres- the move. He's proven that it was no, you know, he's proven that he's more than the move. If you want to disrespect He's not the bandwagon. If he wants to, if you want to disrespect him, go up and play him and show me that you can beat him. Right. Otherwise, don't talk. Up next, going into the baseball side of things, Tim Tebow had a little bit of something to say to the haters the other day. Micah, I want to get your reaction from the speech. It is taking the sports world by storm. I, wow. want, to, I want to hear what you have to say about it. That's coming up here on the hot seat. You're listening to utaradio.com. Welcome back to the hot seat. Here on UTARadio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX, and Facebook Live. I'm Micah Call Cole, alongside the greatest co-host of all time, Creighton Branch, taking it up a step. I appreciate all the compliments tonight. You're my good book. You're always in my good book, though. Well, that's good. Good to know. <laughs> Is Kevin Durant in there too? Oh, sure, of course, of okay, course. Good. Him and Tom Brady good. and Trevor Lawrence and whoever anybody else hates on, on in the sports world. I got him. Dirk better be in that good book. Too. Oh yeah, of course. Okay, Dirk's good. in that good book. As long as he's in, you know who you else know, is in that good book, player, Micah? So. Who? Tim Tebow's in that good yeah! book. He had a little bit to say about. So so to start this up, we're gonna play the clip here for y'all so y'all can listen. But um, somebody asked him the other day during the spring training because he's with the Mets right now, getting ready for spring ball. And uh, someone it. asked him a question about because he was asked to play for the AAF, and uh, which is the Alliance of American Football League that just started. And someone asked him about that if he should just go, if he should go pursue that so he can he can play football 
and basically the thing was go play football so you won't fall flat on your face in baseball. And um, this this little one minute you know thing he had to say uh, is taking the world by storm. So we're gonna go ahead and play that for you. And then I want to get your reaction, Micah. Uh, once this is over, here y'all take a listen. You know it wouldn't that couldn't. And um, and don't be defined by outside sources. You go after your dreams. Um, succeeding or failing is not making it to the bigs, or it's not necessarily fulfilling that. It's not. It's having to not live with regret because I didn't try. And you know, I just feel for all the young people out there that don't go after something because they're so afraid of failing that you're going to live with a lot. Well, as always, here on the hot seat, we had technical difficulties with our, so that's okay, but. I'm not quite sure why that's not playing. Anyways, to sum it up, that's unfortunate. I wanted y'all to hear that. That's okay. No big deal. Um, he just said, hey, you know, if I, I, I'd rather not fall flat on my face. You could hear it? Yeah, I could. I really? just checked it real quick. Yeah, I could hear it. No kidding. I was told that you couldn't hear it. No, I just saw the levels and they weren't going up at all. So that's why I was wondering. Ah, whatever. It's all right. That's okay. We're in the, you know, some things just some things don't work out. But anyways, no. What Tim Tebow said was, "Hey, I uh, rather play this game, and uh, if I fall flat on my face, that's okay because I'd rather do that than not try it all and regret that. That's the only thing I'd regret." So, my reaction to that is. First, I want to get your reaction. I want to hear what you have to say first. What 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 is your reaction to the speech? Look, I'm proud of that guy for going out there and saying, "Hey, y'all don't define me. That man upstairs is what defines me." I love that, especially being around the religion that he is in. But I'm not trying to make this religious, but I'm just making a point. You can't let other people sit there and tell you what you are and what you're not. You just can't. You got to strive for what you want, and. Him sit going out and saying, hey, don't let failures are a part of the journey. And it is. I'm sure we've had our set of failures and on our way to college and, and so on. We have. We've had, but we've gotten, what we did was we got back up on our feet and kept striving for what we wanted, which is why we're here on the hot seat right now. Oh, man. It's true. Michael Cole giving it's his own true. speech here. It's true. <laughs> Where would we be without failure, though? Where would we be today without failure? Oh, you're asking? Yeah. Oh, you're right. Where would we be without failure? Because failure is what helps us succeed, leads us to success. Absolutely. Um, That's my, our learning. Man, my reaction to this is, I have to watch this. Man, this kid's just a straight-up baller, isn't he? I mean, his... I hope he just rips it up everyone, this year. You know, I'm also a Tim Tebow protector, and I think you are too. I love Tim Tebow. Um, I've loved the guy. A lot of people give him a lot of flack, and... I'm not I'm not quite sure why because what has he done to deserve it, you know? I, he hasn't he hasn't done he's anything. He's been so humble about everything. Oh, absolutely. All credit's still coming at him. He just handles it like a professional, a true professional. And I'll tell you what. People people don't think he's going to make the 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 major leagues. I think he's going to. I want I him see, to. No, I don't think he, I don't it's not a matter if I want him to. I think he is going to. Yeah. I think he will. And I I think he's going to prove everybody wrong. And he's going to be great. Uh, great. He's going to be an effective player. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, yeah. No. Uh, I think. I think he's going to. You know. He's really about to put people on notice because here's the thing: he could go to the AAF easily. He would be the top selling name with the top selling jerseys, and no and what? 
no doubt. Oh, I, I think he, that he would. Yeah, no, top selling and top selling jerseys. Maybe he doesn't like playing football as much as we think. Maybe he loves the game of baseball. No, I think more. he I loves football, but I think the issue is oh, everyone's yeah, been telling him that hey, you you're not smart this. for taking to, for going this way, and he's like, no, I'm approving. He's like, he's not, yeah, he's like, and you know what? Even if I don't get to where the majors, he's like, I would have hated it more if I just never tried in the first place, and. I think we can all uh, easily take a chunk of this from from Tim and learn from it because this man has been criticized day in and day out. I'm not quite sure exactly why he's gotten that because he's done, he's been nothing but a role model for everyone, and I completely agree with him. And I think, listen, does he have the best stats in in the minors? No, but he made the All Star game in the minors. Okay. He did that, and the Mets would not keep him around this far if they didn't think they saw something in him. I, I seriously believe that this kid's going to make the majors. I do. I think he will. Uh, yeah. Isn't he in A now? Yeah. Dang. That's where some of your best prospects go anyway. I know. That's where your best prospects go. Triple A is typically for rehab assignments and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. This is where your best prospects go. Why couldn't he make it? Well, I, I, I think that he can. Uh, there's really no reason to believe He's always improving. He's getting better every year, every game. What more can you want? No, yeah, and listen, you're. If anybody, I mean, I, I, I just, I, I want, I would love to talk to somebody that, like, for some reason, doesn't like Tim Tebow, and I, <laughs> I, I just want to, I just want to understand why. But man, this, this kid is unlike anything. I mean, did he? He didn't have to say that. He didn't have to say that. He could have just said, "Hey, whatever." I mean, that's Believe the thing. what you it's want. Like, it just and like everything he says is always is always like words of wisdom in a way, you know. But I just we my, my takeaway or two from <laughs> my takeaways. I just love this. I love this kid. I love this kid because he he's not afraid to fall. He isn't, and I think that's what does him so good. Is that you know, okay, he comes out of out of the Florida and people are like he can't throw. You know, he can't do much. And what does he do? He, he, he takes the you know he takes the Broncos on this miraculous run, going seven and four over the last you know eleven games, making a playoff spot, and beats the daunted Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> in overtime. Okay? That was crazy. And then I, I still could, remember that throw in overtime, right? And I could that argue that no pass. one gave him a fair chance after that. Between the Jets and all those guys, I just don't think they gave him a fair chance. And then he says, "Hey, I like baseball. I'm going to go try that out." And everyone said, "Don't do that, Tim." This game is too technically hard to learn. And it is hard. It's very hard to learn. But he's got time. He's not like he's 50. He can do it. I mean, I think he can do this. And that's the thing. Look at his numbers now. Everyone always talks about, hey, he's not. he doesn't have very good numbers. But come on, sure man. Sure about that? Well, no, yeah, he do, no, he doesn't have the best numbers. But as we all said, it's a learning process. Baseball is that. It's a huge that's learning what baseball curve. Is. Do you think Bryce Harper, when he started out his, <laughs> let's say, okay, so Tim Tebow hadn't played until high school. He, he was about... I believe seven, eight years removed from that time when he decided to play baseball for them. Well, when the, when the Mets picked him to play baseball for them and in their program. And do you think Bryce Harper, let's say Bryce Harper started at high school and didn't pick it up till now, is he going to be able to do that? Not many people can do that. No, that's what I'm saying. So it's all a learning process. I mean, he's not going to be perfect the first time around. It's, it's, he's, it's going to take him a bit. It will. It is going to take him a couple years to to understand this game, understand how it technically works. He's playing with you know guys he's never played with, playing with pros that are probably, as you mentioned, 
some of them are going to be in the league because that's where the prospects are going in the double yeah. A. And that's where your top prospects. He's got to learn how to mentioned. hit against them again and all that. I mean, granted, he's only played up to high school foot, high school baseball. So like. The fact that he's even on a Mets team, like a Mets program, is unbelievable to think about. Am I wrong? That's pretty crazy, especially where he was. You he's know, already won. Yeah, pretty much. Just the fact he's on the team is crazy. <laughs> and now he's on the spring training team, right? Yeah. That's, that that's, is that's, insane. That's what the interview was. He's on that's, the spring training. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Right? I can't believe it. Hey, and Hey, he's showing. If you get nothing else from it, just know. Go strive for it because you never know what can happen. Go give it your best shot. Since we had a few technical difficulties, I'll make sure to tag the video on our post, on our Facebook post. Um, we'll do that during the break. Correct. And then y'all can watch it, and then then you'll understand more of this talk. But uh, I got to tell you, man, I don't. I, I there's just nothing I don't love about this kid. I mean, he's just been through it back and forth, and he's always, always keeping his head up, and What's there more to say? Everyone should, everybody should take a note from Tim Tebow. Of course he should. What? Yeah, they definitely they should. They should, yeah. They absolutely should. He always should. has something really useful to take from. And like he said, whether, whether he, he makes it or he doesn't, he's in spring training playing for the Mets, playing baseball, again, that he loves, and he has attempted something. That most of, wouldn't. Yeah, well, he, yeah, he's attempted something that most wouldn't, and instead of just chickening out, he's done it. You know, he's, he went for it. So in that book, he's already won. He's already a winner. So I applaud Tim Tebow. That's my too. last final point. I do I, too. I applaud the man. And I hope and I do think that he will be in the majors one day playing for whatever team. It'll probably end up being the Mets. But he'll be there, I think. I love and, Tim Tebow, period. Absolutely. End of story. <laughs> absolutely. Because I, I just point. love his determination to do stuff. No matter what obstacles are in his way. Not many people could could have the courage to do something like that. Oh, yeah. He just goes wherever he... He basically just looks his demons in the eye and said, hey, I'm going to defeat you right now Good without, job. without hesitation. Good so, job, Tim Tebow. Keep it up. We'll tag him this. Maybe he'll look at it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? Knowing him, who knows? You never know. He's, he's, a, he's a great kid. But coming up, that's all the time Very we have for this kid. segment. Coming up, always it's our greatest stuff, stuff segment, as always, here on the hot seat. Yes. Micah, segment. in the honor of the great rivalry between Duke and North Carolina, I want to know your greatest rivalries yes. of all time. That is coming up I've been here waiting for this segment all on day. the hot seat. You listen to utradio.com. Welcome back to the hot seat here on utradio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX, and as always, streaming live on Facebook Live. Check Micah Cole for that Facebook live stream. We have the North Carolina Duke score up there going live. It's locked. It's going to stay on there. I guarantee you this time. I hope Figure so. Because yes. I don't want to change it. Zion I don't want to change it. He's still in the locker room. Uh, we'll give you more updates on that. And what are you doing? Change to what? I don't want it to change some random conference game oh, I know, somewhere right? else. Yeah, the, the, the SWAC. Made, yeah, like the SWAC. Yeah, like Grand Canyon versus Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Micah, as no, always... Don't let my mom t- hear that. So she might be upset. But. As always on our fifth segment, <laughs> we have... Why are we watching Georgia-Mississippi State? It's out time. <laughs> it's oh, okay. okay. As always on our fifth segment here on the hot seat, we have our greatest of segment. Micah, in honor of the Duke and North Carolina... Rivalry, 
and rivalry week at in all. Sp- speaking of, before we get into that, can you say that three times fast? Rivalry week, rivalry week, rivalry week. <laughs> ah! Rivalry week, rivalry week, rivalry week. I'm better at it than you. <laughs> rivalry week. All right, no, I that. can't do it. Enough of that. But I want to know your greatest of all time rivalries, any sport, <clears throat> any place. I want to know them. <sighs> Top three. Oh, man. I love this segment because there's so many great rivalries out there. But there's three in particular that stand out to me. And I have one honorable mention. And that's going to be a little bit off. But you'll understand in a moment. Number three. Come on, man. How can you leave this one out? The Yankees and the Red Sox. Come on, man. That is one of the greatest. What? I'm inclined to leave it out. You can't leave it out. That's literally one of the greatest rivalries in sports. Those two teams go at it every year. I'm surprised they haven't. They've only met in the playoffs four times. Can you believe that? Four times. I know. Ever. Right. And last year was the fourth. Man, that that surprises me though. But there's been a lot of history between behind those two teams in the regular season, particularly. This is a lot of history. Number two. This surprisingly. You're going to like this one, too. The Los Angeles Lakers and the Boston Celtics. How can you leave that one off, too? You can't, right? No. Come on, now. That cannot be left off the list. They've had so many great final series. <laughs> can, can, can you really put it back? Paul Pierce, they Kobe Bryant. They have a series based guys. on that rivalry for ESPN. A whole part. I know they do. Yeah. And then there's Shaq and Kobe and... Larry Bird and all that good stuff back in the day. Man, can he really? They just had such a great rivalry through the years. I wish we could get more of that nowadays, but unfortunately not both teams are good enough to get to the finals now. But they'll get there eventually, and then they'll be fun again. Those were the good old days. Now we have the Golden State Warriors and Kevin Durant to look at, and that's fun too. But There's no real rivalry right now, but number one. Well, you you can go ahead and guess it. UNC and Duke. There, there's just nothing. That's the greatest rivalry in sports. And I think really? you agree. It is the greatest rivalry in sports. All of sports. All of sports. Okay. There's nothing like it. The college atmosphere. Everyone's crazy. The students are crazy. The bands are crazy. People literally show up possibly week a week before the game even starts. I'm just like, wow. You have to be really dedicated to do something like that. The ticket prices are about as high as any other sport. They were second. Yeah, they were just second to uh, the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> like, that is ridiculous. That is insane. What's your uh, honorable mention you were talking about? I'm going to go and say it. The hot seat and the sports file. Oh, the, hot seat, versus, the hot seat versus the sports file. That's not really a rivalry because we win every week, but that's okay. <laughs> it's only fair to bring Shout that. out. <laughs> Shout out to the hot or, no, mean, that's shout us. out to the sports file. There you go. Not <laughs> a rivalry. We win every week. <laughs> that's what I got. Say. Undefeated still? Undefeated. Never lost. I know, right? LeVar Ball. Never lost. But let me give LeVar you mine. Ball. You know, it's really hard, honestly. It is but really those hard. are three of my favorite yeah. rivalries in sports. And those are good ones. It's really hard to... Uh, Classics, too. <sighs> go to, way back. To put these in. There's just so many good ones, man. And I'm going to have about three honorable mentions just because I want to talk on them. But... I'll get through those. You want to have another one? Honorable mention. I guess it would have to be the Mavericks and the Spurs. They all, I mean, but let's be honest. I mean, you get the best out of yeah. both teams, even when they suck. I mean, that's an okay one. It's a decent. It's like rivalry. a second tier. That's fine. Oh no! If you, I mean, like, it's I a, think it's a pretty good rivalry, at least from 
one of my sports team standpoints, it's probably the best one among the ones that I have, or Texas A&M in Texas. That's a good one. So those are big ones for me. Okay. I wish we could renew that one, but there's some. So my third one. I don't want to bring it back for whatever reason. My third one is I am not putting, for the sake of this, I'm not putting the Boston Red Sox and the Yankees in there. Okay. Um, I get why you did, but I'm not going to do it. That's close, though. That'd probably be my fourth honorable mention. That's a mention. tough one. Be my fourth honorable mention. My third one is this game, the North Carolina Tar Heels versus the Duke Blue Devils. Wow. Just something about it. These guys, uh, it's always close. The, these these kids camp out for days on end. <laughs> Tickets are always high. It doesn't, you know, most of the time. Never disappoints One either. team's better than the other, as I was saying, but it doesn't matter. Somehow it's always close. Most of the time it's always close. And just look at the, you know, look at the stats, the points and the, and the wins. I mean, they're right there neck and neck. How much, much more can you ask? My second. Never can be disappointed. My second one is actually a split. It is a split between, and I do this because they're on the both the same playing field. They both deserve to be two, so I'm going to put them there. Okay, go for it. Tell me both of them. Texas versus Oklahoma and Texas versus Texas A and (laughs) M. I just think that there you go. There, there is something about those games. I wish they'd bring back Texas and Texas A and M. And that's the thing. It's like think about that. Was like so first Texas Oklahoma. there's nothing like it a good old rivalry. It is literally split down the middle when these when this game is played. Oklahoma fans on one side, Texas fans on the other. Unlike anything I see, I've ever seen things like that. And most of the time, it's always close. Or the team that's not supposed to win wins, which makes it so exciting. You know? Yeah. On the other end, with Texas Texas A and M, man, that was the premier college game of every Thanksgiving. year. Every year of Thanksgiving. They I miss beat that out. So much. Listen, the, this is how crazy that rivalry game is. The Cowboys and all the NFL never even had a night game. <laughs> it was always Texas versus Texas A and M. Is that why they added a night game? Because they got rid of that. What do you mean? Texas and Texas A and M. Oh, why the NFL did? Yeah, yeah. Because they're not their sad, schedule's man. not there anymore. I hate that so much. They need to bring that back. And they I don't do care need to bring it, it back. And it meant so much to the kids. It's the only reason kids stayed that on we were, campus. They were wrong. Yeah, the only reason kids stayed on campus for Thanksgiving, and it always packed out. And no it, matter I think my brother that when you went. want to talk about no matter who it is or like who's better or not that game is always close no matter who is better than the other team and that is an incredible and there's just so much they Energy. respect each other but there's bad blood there you know they want to beat you down <laughs> I love and it now granted I, I really can, do miss that so much now granted now Texas has won most of those close games but it is nonetheless it's always, fun, always a rivalry and it's one that everybody knows if I say Texas Texas A and M everybody knows about it. All sports fans definitely know about it. People outside of sports know about it. Okay, and that that would be my number two. That one's just almost that oh. that that one's too iconic for me to throw out of there. And my number one, because of all the players they produced and all the all the jerseys hanging in the rafters and the championships, has got to be the Los Angeles Lakers versus the Boston Celtics. It just has to be. I like between, that one. Oh, thanks for I fist, love that thanks pick. for fist bumping me. I love between that pick. Kobe. Shaq, Jerry West, Kareem Olaj, I mean Kareem Olaj, Kareem Abdul Jabbar, Larry Bird, Robert Parrish, oh, Mikhail, oh I mean, even Bill Russell and Rondo and Pierce and Garnett. I mean, think about all these players I'm naming off right now. <laughs> and I and the 17 titles from Boston and the 16 from Los Angeles. And it's all and they the best thing about this is they can be in the championship. They can, and they can play seven games. And we've seen it in 2008 and 2010, the most recent ones, when they both went seven games 
And granted, that was a wild game series. seven for 2008, they beat them by 40. But that whole, almost that entire series up to that point was super close. And then 2010 was definitely close. And Kobe Bryant had himself a game in that game seven on 2010. What a baller. Oh, unbelievable. Not, 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 not to mention and those that three years were around the song earliest, Derek Fisher did too. And those three years were around the early stages of when I started watching basketball. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm glad. And that was I, a I good time to, to come in. in. I am glad you got to tune in on that. Oh, um, great days. That great one to days. me. And that's the thing. It's like almost... One of the rivalry, there's only a couple I can think of have had their own, like especially not just not not just their own ESPN special, but this was a six part series because it had to be, or eight part <laughs> if I'm right. But I mean, come four part, six part, I can't remember. But it was a multiple part series. There's just so much history in in these two teams, and when they meet, man, it is always special. It is always special, and yes, they. They they're not the best right now, but it doesn't matter. When those two names, when you see those two names, Boston and Los Angeles, that's Celtics always and Lakers, watch TV. It is always much watch TV. Now, some of my uh, honorable mentions I'd have to put in there would be definitely would be the New York Yankees and the Red. That's the hard Red to leave Sox. off of any list. Another one of mine would be El Clasico. Real Madrid versus Barcelona. You know how big that game is over yes. in Spain. Absolutely. I, why did I not think of that one? I know. And all the ones that you were throw at me. Well, again. And then an, another one I would throw out there would be the Ohio State-Michigan rivalry because oh. they literally Ohio State literally crosses out all the M's on almost everything that's in <laughs> in the in the city for you know for that week. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, that <laughs> is definitely one that I would put in there. That that was really hard to pass up on. No more McDonald's. It's what? No more McDonald's. <laughs> Got oh, yeah. cross it And out. then my last one Donald's. would be Roger Federer versus Rafael Nadal. The <laughs> the matchup of the past 20 years, man. It is is it's unbelievable. And it's sad to see those guys go. They're about they'll be retired in a couple years here. But man, they produce so many memories, so many great shots and they have the best I say the best tennis match ever played in Wimbledon in 08. Unbelievable. Five setter for 6 hours. Unbelievable. <laughs> and Oh my gosh! When those two get on the get on the court, you know you're in for an instant classic every time they've played. Um, Hopefully, we get another one. Great! Oh, I would I love to so. see another one or two before it's so. all said and done. Do you have any more before we get out of here? Man, I think we've hit the best ones. It's. I'll tell you what. I didn't realize how hard it was to have to pass up. There's on There's so of many these. good ones. There's just so many good ones that I can make a case for. But I think I got the ones that I thought were. There was one or two though you threw at me and I forgot about like Real Madrid and Barcelona. Yeah, I didn't think about it. that one. Yeah, or Man did. City and Man United. Yeah, that's a good one too. God, see that's what I'm saying. It's just there's just so many. It's it is. You it can't is think too of hard. them all. It's too hard. Um, yeah, it never hurts to get reminded of a few. But though. the greatest rivalry of all time is Michael Cole versus Creighton Branch here on the hot seat. That's all the time we have for this segment here on no. the hot seat. Up next, Colin Kaepernick has officially settled in his NFL. I guess you call it lawsuit, his NFL settlement. And they say he could be on an NFL team really quick. His attorney said that. Mike, I just want to get your thoughts on this whole situation. It seems to be the end of the issue with Colin Kaepernick. Will he make an NFL team? We're going to get into that here on the hot seat. You're listening to utaradio.com. Welcome back to the hot seat here on utaradio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX. And Facebook Live. I'm Micah Ka Cole alongside the greatest co-host ever, the Birdman Creighton Branch. Just dishing out the compliments tonight. One can, That's what I'm here for now. One would believe that they are now fake compliments because you've given so many. How are they fake? I'm just kidding. 
I'm saying the same thing over and over again. You know who's on the hot seat right now, though? This Duke team, man. They better pick we it up. We jinxed them. We always do this stuff, too. Coach K better. I hope he, I, I, I hope they can figure it out. Um, Zion is still not on K. the floor. What's Zion coming We're the one that's not, the you know, not paying attention to the score or watching it. It is a 22-point game. North Carolina's up. We might be seeing that now would be would almost one more point would be the second greatest comeback in Duke history. <laughs> Past the Louisville game. Did not think that we'd have a chance to get both in one week. I mean, two weeks. Uh, but here we are. This is no problem for Duke. Right. They're just playing around now. Uh, I hope so. I hope so. But Micah. Trying to have a challenge, I guess. Cutting to the NFL for a bit. Colin Kaepernick has settled with the NFL uh, officially. Uh, this is now this now ends a over half a year stint with the NFL, where he and Edger Greed and all those guys filed for um, the fact that he thought they were colluding. The NFL was colluding to take him off the teams, or to not even put him on a team, really. And the NFL finally said, "Hey." Let's settle this. Take the settlement. What do you think? And he said, okay. Now his attorney is saying that I think it's the wrong. That we might be able to see him on an NFL roster in no time. So I just want to really just I want to get your reactions on this settlement. I know you I know you have some thoughts on this. I want to hear them. Honestly, I think it was the wrong move to accept a settlement right now cuz the problems that are being displayed right now is far beyond on-the-field issues, and it, it goes to our country, and I don't want to go too much in depth because, I mean, I don't want to turn this into a political segment, but it just goes far beyond what, what goes on on the field. It, it's not about kneeling. I don't—say what you want about that. I, I don't—as I said, I don't want to get too political, but I think it's— as I said before, it just goes far beyond what's on the field. And I think you have to step back and say, hey, I, we're, I'm trying to make a point here. And I don't think the NFL has understood that yet. So, and the point is, hey, there's there's obviously some problems there. And whenever he was told to kneel, he was told by a veteran, hey, this is what I would do. I would kneel because that's more for, hey, like, whenever somebody's hurt, you kneel. For the flag, technically, it's not... I mean, it's not wrong, because it's, it's part of the national, like... Or, like... What's the word I'm looking for? I might have lost for words now. <laughs> it's been I'm a not long time quite since. sure. Like, <laughs> I know whenever there's, like, a wounded soldier, you, you get on a knee. Yeah. Or whenever somebody's hurt in the NFL, you get on a knee. Okay. Same difference, right? Yeah. So, like, what's the issue with kneeling, like, for the flag? Okay, so do you think the settlement was the right? So, I, I on, just think, on, on, I think on the NFL's part, do you think the settlement was the right thing to do? No, really, I don't think so. Why is that? I just don't think it was the right move because I don't think they're seeing the right standpoint here. I get why you say you want to stand for the flag because I mean it's out of respect, like in a sense. But like, I still don't necessarily think they're they're seeing it from the right standpoint. Okay, okay. I think they're. They're not understanding what the full, like oh well, yeah, the NFL's not yeah they they're not understanding the whole context behind why he did what he did, and I don't think they ever did. They're just like oh you're not standing, you're gonna 
suffer he, now. Yeah, yeah. No, here my 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 take. He was just trying to make a point. Yeah, and my I get take it. on this is, um, I just think it's really interesting how. Um, I don't know if I really. I don't know if I would say I have a like a sold opinion on it. My my thing is, I just think it's really interesting how like okay, so for example. The NFL took on Tom Brady and Robert Kraft the other a couple years ago, uh, right. really last year, uh, for Deflate Gate. Remember that? Yes. Okay. I still yeah. think that's bogus. Well, yeah. All that, well, yeah. I I agree, but they were um, wrong. Remember how hard they went at that? Yeah. And so they won. Tom Brady, you know, went to court again. Tom Brady wins. The NFL went to court. They never gave up until Tom Brady finally said, "You know what? This isn't worth it. I'm just going to take the four game suspension." Come back, and we'll forget about all this. He didn't want to do it anymore. Think about how hard the NFL went for that one. Think about how hard the NFL went for the Zeke one, right? I mean, that that's how hard they went for that, how hard Roger Goodell went for that one. What's interesting me, with me here is if they thought that they would have the basis of grounds to take on Colin Kaepernick and win this, why didn't they do it then? Instead, they went ahead and said, here's the settlement. Let's forget this now. They didn't try to take it as far as they did with Tom Brady and everything. So that's my thing. And I, I, I would love to know what the, what the settlement was, the price. But it's undisclosed, and I don't think we'll ever find that out. But that was what was so weird to me, was that they kind of just said, here you go. They didn't try to pursue it. So either, A, you think that what Colin Kaepernick is saying is true, and you know that you're not going to win, or that's really the only option that I think that, that they did there. And I just thought that was really, uh, really strange on the NFL's part. So you could take that as you will. I'm just trying. Yeah. To, I'm just trying to All break right. it down. Um, it still is very so for a, for a league that is notorious for always trying to like come out on top and really locking on its players, whether it's Tom Brady or Ezekiel Elliott or whoever. Um, really, just Tom Brady. Honestly, they went hard at, and for whatever reason, well, because they thought he cheated. And, um, you know, for them just to say, hey, Colin, take the settlement, isn't that kind of like a cause to pause in a way? Like, it's don't like, you maybe think that they'd wrong. be like, well, don't you think that that makes you think that the NFL thought that they weren't going to win this? That they're like, well, crap, you know, he's taking it to court now, and maybe <sighs> we were colluding, and they're going to prove it, so we better just settle it. So we don't have to keep going for this. That's just strange on me that it, that a team that, that, far, like the, that the entity like the NFL did that. I know that is so because I mean they're always the ones that are like trying to put, as you mentioned trying to put themselves on top. Yeah, and everyone and, was saying, "Yo, keep going." Sorry, I, I lost my train of thought for a second there. Go ahead and go on if I remember. What I was what back. I was gonna say was everyone was like. Oh, Colin, don't you know you can't take on the NFL? Don't take on the NFL. They're too big. Look what they did to Tom Brady. Look what they've done to everybody in the past. They're gonna bury you, you know. And then they just come out, you know, after all this and take it, ask him for, you know, give him a settlement. And uh, you know, he takes it. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. And he takes it, but they gave him one. Just kind of makes me. It's like mm, there's something there. Was there something? You know, was there something there? I think that there. Like, what would make was. the NFL do that? Why wouldn't they? I, what, why else why would, would they not pursue it? this case like they did the others? Okay, you know what I'm saying? Because all Tom Brady did was, you know, they they went all out for him, man. They found they got video evidence. They tried to get video evidence. They got people in there to testify over a couple of deflated balls. 
But this guy comes around and gets them for colluding with, you know, with Ed Reed, and they don't want to touch it. So they give him a settlement. So that's what's fishy to me. Um, did the NFL think that they were they were in the wrong, and then that everyone was going to find out? I see. I could see you what, see what, what you saying? mean by that. There. That's that. That's where I'm at on this. I don't know if I really have an opinion on it. Um, but I just wanted to break that down because it's just like it's. I don't know where the NFL goes from here. Does this, what what does this make the NFL look like? Honestly, because I, now Colin Kaepernick's probably going to end up on a team. Yeah, he probably will. And look, honestly, at this point, I could see totally what you mean. Whenever you say, "Oh, maybe they were wrong," because then they come out and make the settlement. But wouldn't that be more than enough reason to try and carry on the case to to expose the NFL finally? For what they maybe really are, yeah. But if they, but, but the NFL gives them a settlement. It's basically like, oh, you won. That's what that is. That's why exactly. it's got people me asking. It's got me asking those questions. That's what that is. Because then you could throw it at them and say, hey, it's not a perfect league. I mean, that means it'll give hope to somebody else that's trying to make a case for themselves to say, oh, we're innocent or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. So it's like making a case. It's like, oh. What about this case? I mean, you you kept going here and you fought it out, even though everyone obviously said they were going to get buried. But he didn't. He got the settlement. It just depends. I would love to know. It's a very interesting case. My next thing is I would love to know what that settlement is. I think that plays a major part in this story. My next question to you before we get out of here is who, first of all, I mean, I think he's going to be on, but do you think Colin Kaepernick's going to be on an NFL team by next year, and who do you think would be a best fit for him? Uh, honestly, if you want an answer, maybe New York. Because, I mean, they do need a quarterback. Why not? They, they need a quarterback because Eli Manning is aging, and they really, really badly need a quarterback. So why not? Why not take a shot? See what happens. I think... Yeah, I think he's going to find his way into the Maybe league. Maybe Denver, I, too. They also need a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, they really need one. <laughs> um, don't be surprised if... Uh, okay, he's been, he was talking to Seattle before this all happened. I could see Ooh. him being a backup there. Possibly the Ravens. Um, don't be surprised Cowboys aren't out of this one, either. Dallas ain't out of this one, either. Hey, he, we need a backup quarterback bad. We don't really have one. <laughs> right? That's a problem. Because if that goes down, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And maybe, who knows? Maybe he could win his job. I know, but that's just why I. But, I just want to. That'd be the answer. That's the answer I am asking. Is is really why why this one? What what was going on that the NFL decided they needed to settle on this one? I'm not quite sure we'll ever get that answer. If we'll ever figure it out, I don't know. No, in the NFL, we may never. But it was said. just that's just that, that's why I wanted to talk about it because it's just so interesting. You know, they go so hard on Tom Brady for however long and that Zeke was. And- Really just, yeah, really Tom Brady over, because I'm talking about like, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to keep it in-game stuff, and they they went so hard on him, and they got so much, you know, tried to find so much evidence, so many testimonies against him for four games and deflated balls, but here comes Colin Kaepernick basically calling, you know, saying, hey, they all colluded to get me out of this league, and the NFL is just is like, doesn't want to pursue it, and they, they give them a settlement. I just think that's a... Interesting on the NFL's part. I wonder why they did that. And if anybody has an answer, I would love to hear. It. I just don't know. That's I'd why I'm, just, I'm literally asking. Because maybe that'll change how we feel about the situation. It's like, oh, but I would love what to know how much, What is the reason? 
I would love to know how much that settlement Because if they worth. went in and said, hey, we give up, like we did collude, then okay. Well, that's what that I, think people are, I think with, with the settlement, people are going to start thinking that. So I don't know if that's, you know, if, is that the case or what was it? I don't know. That's the question I'm asking. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. Maybe, maybe we'll get an answer, but I doubt it. But that ends, that ends the Colin Kaepernick suit with Dilemma. the NFL. That is, he will most likely be suited up in the NFL. Uh, it's been a long one for him and, uh, been a bit, I think two, three years. Oh, I haven't gone that far, but it's been over. It's been over. Yeah, it feels like it's been over, but it's been over a year. But that's all we have for this segment. Rookie season. So yeah, about two years. Yeah. Two years. Up next, Scotty Pippen had a few words to say about LeBron (laughs) about his clutch jeans. I want to know, Micah, was it fair for Scotty Pippen? To criticize LeBron like this, we're going to get into all that here on the hot seat next. You're listening to utradio.com. Welcome back to the hot seat here on utradio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX, and as always, streaming live on Facebook Live. Check Micah Cole for that Facebook live stream. We have the Duke game going right now live up there. It's 6751 North Carolina. Breaking news, Zion Williamson is Williamson is out for the rest of this game with an apparent knee injury. Must have banged it up on the court when that shoe fell off, which... I just started to think about this. If you're Duke basketball, you're the number one recruit with all these kids, and you're getting, you know, people paying two thousand something dollars for your tickets. You can't afford a decent pair of shoes to not break during the game. <laughs> think about that. It's on to you. Yeah, I know. I mean, come on, that's crazy. Really? I mean, come on, man. I mean, all these college athletes. See, this is and and they don't get paid. They they don't get they don't get paid and they get some busted up shoes. That's all I gotta say. Uh sticking with basketball, but going to the pro side. So Scotty Pittman, we know how vocal he is. Usually it's on the jump, which is an ESPN show. He is a very uh outspoken person. He played with Michael Jordan for all six championships. Some argue that he's the reason Michael Jordan got them. So he has merit. It definitely has merit. Anyways, he questioned LeBron on if he had the clutch ability, the clutch gene, might you say, uh, down the stretch in his career. He really he honed in on that, criticized him. And Mike, I just want to know, was he inbounds, out of bounds? Was he right to question LeBron James' clutchness? Honestly, I think he has a right to question that because look at the past. Like from even whenever he had the string of finals runs, he wasn't the most clutch player on the team. I mean, Ray Allen had to bail him out, and then that was one of the big ones. Kyrie bailed him out, sort of, in that game seven. He was the one that hit the big, big shot late in that game seven at Golden State. You all remember that, hopefully. <laughs> that was a crazy series, by the way, but that series was full blowouts until game seven. But just goes back to like, no, he's not. He's been a great player, yes, through all that. He's a big reason why they got to where they were. But when it came down to clutch time, he was not the best from 2011 up until the present right now. Yeah, and to clarify, uh, he talks on the jump, but this one particular comment was on first take uh, when they were there for the All-Star game. I just want to make that clear. But, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. Do I think do I think that Scottie Pippen had a right to question LeBron James' clutch gene? Absolutely he had the Yeah, of course. Come on, man. Let me tell you something about LeBron James. LeBron James is a great, probably top three, top four player of all time at this point. He is an amazing player, but this kid just doesn't have it down the stretch. I, I I'm just I'm gonna say it how it is. I he's great for the first you know, 45 minutes. And then the last three minutes, minutes always the last three to four <laughs> minutes. He is always cold. And you, you talked about it. You know, the 2011 finals is really where I start. The chosen one became the frozen one. Eight mm-hmm. points. I mean, in some of those games, 10 points. I mean, come on, man. That, and then Ray Allen had a bell mound, the 14 with the, remember what happened before that Ray Allen, Ray Allen got that shot on the corner. LeBron James bricked two, three pointers. And, Chris Boss luckily was there. God bless him. He's gonna have his number retired in a few in a month. <laughs> God should. bless him was there to get the rebound to pass it to Ray Allen. So LeBron and then James Ray Allen made it. Luckily, to, yeah, luckily for LeBron James, who almost botched the entire play and lost the war, lost the finals for them, had Ray Allen belling him out. And then Kyrie Irving, I think that was the cl- <laughs> he was the closer for that team for he those was. for those couple championship teams. Was he not? Especially the you know. Um, Really, honestly, because he got hurt the first time, but that that one time when they won the championship, was it any question? I mean, he was the reason, man. He, especially that three point shot at the end, as you mentioned. I mean, just oh my gosh, un- unbelievable! That was, that was a that that defined Kyrie right there. What he could do, absolutely. That was a career moment right there. So I don't think I don't think Scottie Pippen's got any. I mean, I don't think you should get any issue with Scottie Pippen um, talking about LeBron James. LeBron James just simply doesn't have that clutch gene, and that's just been an issue his whole career. And multiple players have said it. I think my, every Michael, player has a weakness, and that clutch the clutch gene was his. Yeah, and Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan has said it too. And there's a reason that LeBron James does not want to go to the line at the end of the game because he can't make free throws and he can't he cannot do it. hack a LeBron. Yeah, I know. He start just, that. He he's scared to do it, and no, can't he, be scared to shoot free throws. Well, you, no, you can't. You can't, especially Gosh. when you're the uh, apparently the top, you know, top, you're a top three player of all time. But I, I, I get it. He is an amazing player, but man, he just, he just, he, he's not like Kobe. He's really not like Kevin Durant. He dang sure ain't like LeBron. I mean, just think, I'm just thinking about more players like that. Larry Bird, you know, guys like that. He ain't like them. He, he can score a lot of points. In the first, you know, few quarters, but man, when it comes down to crunch time, do not, do not rely on LeBron James to take you home because you've seen it time and time again that LeBron James is always having to get help from somebody else that's a closer. Kyrie Irving, Ray Allen for one game, Dwayne Dwayne Wade Wade. had to help. Dwayne Wade wasn't even really healthy. Um, Honestly, has not been healthy for the past nine years, to be honest. He's just been so old, but he had to help him as much as he could. In that first series, and then LeBron was able to take over uh, against the young Kevin Durant team in Oklahoma City and finally break through. But man, when it when if it's if it's a close game, LeBron James has showed time and time out that he cannot get it done, and that's the one black mark on his his resume going into you know this goat talk, this greatest of all time talk, Mount Rushmore, as most NBA analysis call it. That's that's the black mark. Is all those other guys that are that we talk about, Magic, Kobe, 
Bird, Jordan, all those Durant, it's going to be up there. All those guys no have question. found a way to close. Even Kyrie Irving, who's probably not going to be in the greatest of all time conversation, obviously, still a great player, has had a, has better clutch gene and honestly is more of a leader, I think, than LeBron James has been over the past, you know, five, six years. Correct. I agree. I mean, towards the beginning there at Cleveland, yeah, you had some carry effect, but at least as far as leadership is concerned, but I don't think he's been that great the last couple of years. I mean, yeah, he pretty much carried that Cavaliers team last year, but whenever it came down to clutch time, he still wasn't great. Yeah. Otherwise, you probably don't have to go to a Game 7 in last year's conference finals. Right? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. You might win that in 5 or 6. <laughs> and, I mean, oh, key on. that's how good LeBron was. Like, he could carry a team, but, man, that clutch gene, man, that... That maybe prevented him from having a decent finals just because series were going longer than they needed to. Yeah, and you know, help. <laughs> obviously LeBron James knows like how to win. He's won three rings, you know. He had to win two seven game series yeah, last I year. Mean, he That's knows not how to easy win, to pay but him when but from. when the pressure's on, two to three minutes left in the game, he is not the person that's actively looking for the ball. He's been scared. He's been timid about it. And I don't think you could compare him to Michael Jordan when that's the case. Because what was one thing that Michael Jordan always he did? He loved having the he ball. He loved having the ball in that in that <sighs> pressure moment I wish to I could ice have been the there game. To see that. Oh, I know, absolutely be great. We're too young here on the hot seat. I know, right? But we can watch YouTube. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> they There's have all. The, so we can talk about it because they have all the games on YouTube from start, start to finish, and you can watch anything you want. Wish Michael go, Jordan. Uh, there's one finals I wish we could go back and see. Which one? The final or the Bulls and the Salt Lake City Jet or Utah Jazz. We're back <laughs> in Salt Lake City. I don't. Uh, no, I know. Okay. I know it's the okay. biggest game. The flu game was in Salt Lake City. Well, the flu game was yeah. The flu game, and then the year after when he came back with the uh, the game. You know, the game six with the shot and the pose. You know, I have that picture hanging up in my room. <laughs> and, yeah, I do. Um, and that was to really end his career. And he came back with the Wizards and was all whatever. He's 40 years old playing at that time. It, <laughs> it doesn't count. But that's one thing that I think that if you're going to compare those two, you have to mention because that's, I think, what starts. You could talk about rings, but that's what it is. It's the mentality, I think, that really separates these guys is LeBron James is a, he wins. But when it comes down to it and you have, it's the, you know, it's the last couple of minutes or even the last couple of seconds. And, your team is relying on you, and he is not the person that says, y'all move out of the way. Give me the ball. I got this. <laughs> he, he doesn't do that. Michael did. Michael always did that. And that's what I think hurt LeBron's legacy. Not to mention that Maybe he's, he he's wins got... A he's fourth. got... What? Maybe he wins a fourth if, he's, if he, go, he could do that. At what point? Like, um, Wins, which one would you take away? The loss would you put as a win? Probably the one, the first one between the Warriors and Golden. Oh, he should have beat the Cleveland. Mavericks, man. And that one too, potentially. He that team should have beat the Mavericks, and they didn't. But Point you made. know what? I'm not going to be upset about that one. Oh, no, I'll take my championship. No, nah, I'll take mine too, but I'm <laughs> I just love saying. Dirk no, he should have. He, he definitely should have beat them there, but he didn't. Because the Dirk had to beat a lot of really one, good teams that became year. became the frozen one. He absolutely did. And. This is just, I don't think that Scottie Pippen has, and he's not the first person to say this. Everyone is always saying this. That's why everyone, like, okay, for example, Lance Stevenson. That's why he pesters the heck out of him. They're on the same team now. but <laughs> Because it bothers day, him. Because he knows LeBron James doesn't have, yeah, that, doesn't love, have that gene in him. You know, or doesn't want the ball, and so he's going to push him to that point. 
if there was one series I was always happy to see every year in the playoffs, but whenever he was with Cleveland, it was, or we're with Miami for that matter. It was Indiana and Miami slash or Cleveland. I always loved that series because Stevenson would always just. My, you mean Miami <laughs> he would and just, uh, Indiana? Miami and Indiana or yeah. Cleveland and Indiana. Oh, Cleveland and Indiana. I think yeah, that's Miami why I said and or oh, Cleveland that's or. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't understand Miami, that. Miami, okay, cool. but yeah. That was, yeah. that was a series I always looked forward to because I knew it was going to be great. It was six Ab- or seven games every time. Absolutely. Except for maybe Ab- once, but all four of those games went pretty deep. No. Yeah, and Scottie Pippen. It's a, yeah, he he's got perfect merit to stand on this and say that LeBron James, I don't think has a clutch gene. Do you think he has a clutch gene? I just don't see it in him. No. So no, I don't think these For comments the first were out of bounds. I minutes, these, sure. I I think these were perfectly inbounds. Um, he was he was right to mention this because if we're gonna if we're gonna compare LeBron James to the greatest, this is one of the things we gotta talk about. It's, you gotta look at the little he's things when it comes to that. Amazing player, I get that. But They're both just, amazing players, but yeah. But whenever whenever you're that. coming down to talking about greatest of all time, you have to look at the little things, and that that's a little thing that'll put you apart from another great. Absolutely, he's a champion. He's a champion, no doubt. But man, sure, it's it's hard <laughs> it's hard to put it into words. Whenever clutch gene is a big one, man. You have to have it. That's you true. have to have it if you're going to be Michael Jordan or. Beat Michael Jordan, I should say. Yeah, yeah. Just have to. That's all the time we have for this segment on the hot seat. Up next, Antonio Brown is officially on the trading block. Micah, it's been a rough couple weeks for him and the Steelers. He finally met with the GM yesterday or two days ago. I wonder how awkward that was. uh, I bet it was. And they they decided that they were on good terms, but it was time to move on. I want to know all about this Antonio Brown situation. Where is he going to end up? Where is he going next? He's on the move, Micah. That's coming up here on the hot seat. Listen to utaradio.com. Welcome back to the hot seat here on utaradio.com, iHeartRadio, Radio FX, and Facebook Live. I'm Micah Caw Cole, alongside the greatest co-host ever, Creighton Branch, the Birdman. I won't forget it. <laughs> now, Duke's going to come back in the last five minutes. I'm just going to tell you that right now. And North Carolina's up on Duke right now, 76-59. As we said earlier, Zion Williams will not return to the game tonight with an apparent knee injury. I think that's more precautionary than anything. Yeah. Uh, five minutes left. They're under official review right now. They're checking something. Uh, yeah, this is going to have to be... Maybe flagrant. I mean, this is going to end up... They are down by 22 at one point, so this is going to end up being in the top five of greatest Duke comebacks of all time. If they pull it off, If they pull it off. This will be probably... I think this will be number five, if I'm correct. Uh, I just think that off the top of my head. I'm not quite sure, but it's got to be. But I did not think that we were going to get this. You never know. But hey, let's think. Five minutes, a lot can happen. It's the Duke-North Carolina... Crazy stuff Rivalry, happens. and it, it can happen. Anything can they happen. They got five minutes left. This Duke team, we know how good this Duke team is. All they got to do is get seven points to get to ten with three minutes left, probably, and then they can they can find chomp, their way through chomp. there. Absolutely. But sticking on the football side, as we were earlier, Antonio Brown is on the trading block, Micah. It has been a few rough weeks for him and the Pittsburgh Steelers, but as he said on his, on his Instagram post that he talked to the owner and they had decided it is time to go different directions. Micah, I want to know what is next for Antonio Brown. Where will he end up? Honestly, a place, a possible destination might be New York. With Odell? Possibly. I can see that. Could you not? I mean, yeah. I if mean, they I have the cap space. 
Yeah, if they have the cap space, I think that they can do it, and I think it'd be an interesting location for him. I mean, that that could maybe turn it upside down and maybe force the Giants to have to get a quarterback, a younger to get younger. Because I mean, Antonio Brown is what twenty seven, right? Yeah, like twenty seven ish. Yeah. So, I mean, why not go take? I mean, he's already a proven young athlete. He can play. He can ball whenever he wants to. So. Why wouldn't you be interested in going to get a guy? I mean, yeah, you probably have to give up a first-round pick and something else, but, man, why wouldn't you give it a try? My next question that you kind of touched on right there, what would you give up for him? I mean, what, what is Antonio you have Brown, to give up a bit what is he, well, what is he? Well, I know, it's his name, but what is he worth now? Remember, this is the same guy that gave up on his team in Week 17 last year. That's true, he did, and, man, that... <sighs> That that certainly caught, could have cost them their season, but and there's obviously nothing you can do when it. I mean, because it was just going to come down to the Browns or whatever in that situation. But uh, I guess as far as worth, it would have to at least take a first rounder and another solid player, maybe two, to get them. Okay. That- My or you could try and convince them for two first rounds or like a first That's round a and lot, second man. or. Or That's a first round and second round. Two first rounds for Antonio Brown. That is a lot. There's, yeah, some, is a there's lot. some wide receivers coming out in this next couple of drafts. They're going to be pretty good. Yeah. I agree. So I. <laughs> it's a long road, man. I know. My. Okay. So I got two destinations. Actually, I got. I probably have three, honestly. I Bring think. Him to Dallas. What? Bring well. Him to Dallas. Why Antonio, not? Antonio's 31, by the way. Oh, he's thirty-one. Really? Yeah, that's what so I'm he's saying. like in the heart of his prime. Oh, well, yeah, he, he's on the yeah, kind of. I mean, I think sort the prime of, is yeah. around twenty-seven, twenty-six, but twenty-eight maybe. But yeah, he. I mean, he's no. I mean, he's not like he's super old or anything. He can still play, still ball. <laughs> and so my my three destinations. Where do I think Antonio Brown will end up? Obviously, the favorites right now are the San Francisco 49ers. He's addressed uh, liking to going there. Now, do I think that they're going to find a trade for that? That's going to be tough for the, for the 49ers to give it up. I, I don't know what they really have to offer. That just depends on the Steelers. Garoppolo. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, they need a quarterback. <laughs> I know. My next one would be the Green Bay Packers. I, I could see the Green Bay Packers saying, hey, Aaron Rodgers, we've never given you anything. Here's Antonio Brown. Let's see what you can do with him. I've seen some talk about that. I mean, yeah, I think I think that would be buzzing around, and I do think that would be a good fit for him. And Why not? What? Give him a great quarterback. Yeah, I do think that would be a good fit for him because Aaron Rodgers, as everyone knows, is a, is one of the best throwers of the football we've ever seen. He can fling it anywhere. Oh, he absolutely! Wants. And I think he'd work well in Green Bay. My last pick, I mean, I guess my last destination would be right here in Arlington, the Dallas Cowboys. Why not? You got Amari Cooper and I don't know, but I think Antonio it's got a shot. The Dallas Cowboys have, I think, yeah, they have almost fifty million dollars in cap salary. You know what? Why space. not take a shot? What do you, you got to take lose? a shot? My thing with Antonio Brown is, do I think he's worth? Ooh, do I think he's worth the first round pick? I don't know, but I give up a couple second round picks for him. I think I think that is worth it, and the Cowboys have those. And if I'm the Cowboys, listen, maybe Jerry one Jones first round pick had, would be okay. What? Maybe well, one first round pick would. I'd be pushing it, man. Those 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 first round picks are very valuable. Maybe a second. I give him two, se- give him two seconds. Probably I could live with that. 
Jerry Jones has addressed um, that he is going to try, hopefully try for a safety. Second and two seconds and a seven. A safety in the summer. Why not go get Antonio Brown, too? You got a shot. Give him a second-round pick. Now, this all depends on the Steelers. space, too. My wild-card team, team. Wild team to get him, though, is the Pittsburgh Steelers. They might not let him go. That's, that's, that's what everyone keeps, like, kind of, I think, forgetting is, if, I don't think, like, listen, he's not a free agent like Le'Veon Bell is. He, he's, on, he's on the contract, so they're going to have to trade him. So I don't think the Steelers are just going to give him up for nothing. If they, don't get, if they don't get what they want, they could say, hey, they could come to him and say, hey, we didn't get what we thought you were worth or what we thought was a good trade for us. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. We it. tried our hardest, but you're going to have to be here another year. That is not entirely out of the question yet. There's no, there's no guarantee that they're going to get this trade done. Now, do I think they will? Most likely, but there's no guarantee. That would be my outlier. Be careful. Watch out for Pittsburgh. Now, do I think it's going to be a disaster if he stays? Oh, heck yeah. Because him and Big Ben don't like each other. He has addressed that situation because Big Ben does not give any credit. I mean, no, he he does not take any accountability for his stuff. He only blames other people. And that has been an issue with Antonio Brown is, you know, respect me. Don't disrespect me. Just respect my game. And that has not been a case for Big Ben and... I think it's going to be a disaster if he stays, but that's not out of the question. I agree. Got any other points? No, I don't. I think you're totally right. Yeah, I think my this has turned into actually a very it's a it's a cluster, man. It has turned into a complete cluster with Antonio Brown. And would you want him in your locker room? Oh, you wouldn't, or would you? I mean, well. If I'm Pittsburgh, no, no, just because of the disaster. If I'm Dallas, I'd say take a chance because I think I think our guys can respect the man. I think we can give him the respect he wants, and if that's all he's asking for, then could he really be that big of a problem? It must have just been that bad in Pittsburgh for whatever reason because Big Ben was an issue, and Antonio Brown did not like Big Ben because Big Ben never took accountability for anything. Every time, any time anything went wrong on Big Ben's part. Ben Roethlisberger is who I'm talking about, the quarterback. Yeah, He never blamed himself. He was always like, oh, you know, he was too far out, or he did this and he did this. But when it was Antonio Brown's fault or whoever else's fault, Big Ben was the first to blame them for that. You know, he never took accountability for his actions. So that's what really set off Antonio Brown, was the fact that it's like, hey, respect me, man. Seriously, you don't have to like me, but respect me. And that's why Antonio Brown doesn't like him. So I think if he stays, it's going to be a disaster. I don't know. If I'm anybody else, do I want him in the locker room? That's tough, man. I'm not quite sure. I think you're just going to have to take a gamble on that one. I really I do. I think it's worth a, a chance. Because, I mean, if all he's asking is for a little bit of respect, I mean, I think the Cowboys can handle that. Come on. Yeah. I mean, we, I mean, they haven't been the best at handling egos in the past, but maybe they can handle this one. I think so. I think Dak could do that. Uh, that that'd be something to see. That would, that would let you know if Dak could throw. Right there. With Amari Cooper on one side and Antonio Brown on the other, that would be an exciting thing if Dak could throw. Hey, maybe that would but actually we help get out him. Of here, I don't know. Before we get out of here, we're going we're gonna to dive into some UTA pickums real quick. I'm going to start with the girls' basketball team real quick. Micah, they, don't take, they take Thursday off. They're not playing Thursday. So Correct. they got, sad, they got Saturday they coming up. Yet. They actually won that That's game. That's right. They got Saturday coming up so. in Monroe, Louisiana, against University of Louisiana Monroe. Who do you have winning that game? I think... UTA will have no issue. I think they'll go in there, take care of business, play a good game, get out. I think that's the, all you got to do. Just go in, play your game, and get out. Yeah, I think the girls have 
see the light at the end of the tunnel. They see it. They're going to do whatever they can to get to that point, to get that seed that they need to take the two buys in the in the tournament play. Three. Three buys. You're right. Three. Three buys all the that way to the semifinals. Such a massive advantage. Yeah, I, I don't think, think they people see... understand how big of an advantage that could oh, be. Oh, it's huge. I think they see that and I think they're gonna go after it. They're gonna they're they're gonna be hard to stop these next four or five ga- four games. Uh, I, I want to see, as as you mentioned this, I want to see the Rock and UTA in that final. Oh, absolutely. I got them dominating ULM this game. Give, them, give me by 10. But real quick before we get out of here, on the other side, the guys staying here at home, finally coming back home for two really crucial games, I might add. First on Thursday against Louisiana Lafayette. Who do you have winning that one? Look, I, I know they've had their issues as far as big picture, but I think they'll get it together for these two games. Uh, give me UTA by seven or eight points. Okay, and then for UL Monroe? I'll take UTA as well. That'll be a, a pretty close game. I know Monroe's had a decent year this year, but I think that they'll win that one by seven, eight points. They they just have a tendency to play well at home no matter what the, the mindset is. So I'm going to go ahead and give them the benefit of the doubt this weekend. They could be prove me wrong, but... I hope I hope I'm right. I'm gonna tell you, man. I don't feel too good about these games. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I'm just going based on the trends. Last year we played terrible on the road, and then we came back home and made me think twice. Yeah, so the, I was always thinking on my feet last year. The, yeah, it, you know, those comments really worried me. Uh, first up against Lafayette, man, they're right there with us. Um, I think we might drop that game. I don't think we will on Thursday. I'm gonna, I really think we'll be okay. For as much these as it pains games. me, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Louisiana win that game. Sure, and then that'll wake up UTA, and I think they'll play UL Monroe, and we're and gonna just have demolish. we're gonna have to have a really we're gonna we're, I mean we're gonna have, to have a moment. I we, think those last where two where games these, where these guys say, "Hey, you gotta wake up. We gotta win these next couple games." But I think Louisiana is gonna be tough. I don't know if they'll escape that. I'm I'm gonna pick Lafayette to win that game, but I'm picking UTA to win against ULM. Any last points before we get out of here? I, I really think their wake-up call was last weekend. I think that'll get to their head and say, hey, you know what, we got to go out there and just take this one a game at a time, and that's the way it needs to be. Because, uh, I mean, those were two of the bottom teams in the conference. you got to play better. Louisiana's be... right behind us. What? Louisiana's right behind us. Correct, I know, and they know that. And so is UL Monroe is right behind and you can't them. Affect, and you cannot afford to lose one of these games, and they need to realize that now because it'll be over. In a heartbeat, you'll be a five or six seed in this conference tournament before you know it. Well, I hope they wake up. That is all the time we have for here on the hot seat. Thank you always. Thank you for listening in to this show every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. My name is Creighton Branch. The man next to me is Micah Cole. We'll be back next weekend to assess these UTA Mavericks and much more. This is the hot seat. You're listening to utaradio.com. We'll see you next week.